Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Sports Show, brought to you by thesports.com. My name is Jim Parsons, here as always with Norman Quarantine. Norman, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm okay. We're uh, getting closer to WrestleMania season, so there's WrestleMania implications from Raw and SmackDown, and things are happening in that regard. The card is coming into shape, some of which is good, some of which I don't know about you, but I'm not a huge fan of. We've mm. also got some AEW rumblings with people who may or may not be looking at leaving, sticking around. So we're going to talk about all that on a news episode of the show today. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Monday Night Raw and what happened on the show and where it's going? Do you want to start mm-hmm. with some rumblings out of AEW? I'm going to let you choose. What do you want to start yeah, with? Yeah, let's start with Raw, I guess, since it's the, since it was as we record this on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. what Jeez. What's the biggest takeaway from the show for you? Um, I mean, I think... I think um, Becky Lynch and Lita winning the women's tag championships was a very, very interesting move. Um, you know, Lita hasn't wrestled that many matches uh, over the last 10, 15 years. Um, and she's now a, a champion in WWE once again. Um, so I think that's a pretty a pretty big story. And it does, um, you know, there's some interesting you know, it sets up some interesting dominoes for, uh, for WrestleMania, I think. And and then also, you know, throw interest stress in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought that was very interesting. Can't say not necessarily, it doesn't, that, I'm not, that's not saying I'm a, I'm a super fan or anything. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, thought it was a, an interesting decision. Um, and so, yeah, sorry. So, so Lita in since, since 2007, Lita has had nine matches and only six of those were in WWE. And 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 two of those are Royal Rumbles. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. interesting decision is probably the right phraseology here, the right terminology mm-hmm. to use, because it is interesting. Like it is 
I get why Lita's coming back. I can totally see damage control versus Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. That makes absolute sense for me, especially since you have a crappy women's division when it comes to the tag team. Mm -hmm. And so that's a marquee match you can sell, right? Mm -hmm. What I don't understand is having Lita come back, having them win the tag team titles, having Trish Stratus sort of be the third wheel in all of this. And then, like, what are you, what's the plan? Like, are mm-hmm. you planning on having them lose the belts again to damage control before WrestleMania? Are you putting the belts up on, up for grabs at WrestleMania? and In a, in a trios match, maybe? Yeah, uh, and then potentially yeah. damage control wins it back, which then means you have Lita and Trish Stratus returning for WrestleMania, but they don't win. Like, right. I don't understand where this motivation comes from. The only thing that I can think would be that maybe Trish is swerving everybody. Like that she comes out and joins damage control or mm. wants a heel run in WWE because I could, I could envision that, you know, where mm. you've got damage control trying to win the belts back from Lita and Becky Lynch and Trish turns on Lita and Lynch to get the belts back with damage control and then runs a heel program with Becky Lynch or something like that. Like I could, I could see that because that gives them the, the belts back. It allows you to protect Lita and Becky Lynch in the finish outside of that. I don't get it. Like it doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense for me. And it speaks very loudly to how bad the women's tag team division is. And I also don't have a clue what this does for Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, who were rumored to maybe wrestle those for those titles at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. I mean, this felt, yeah, this felt, this felt like it should have been the mania match, right? This um, Becky Lynch and Lita beating damage control. That felt, that feels like a, for the titles, that feels like a, yeah. a WrestleMania moment. Um. So yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, I, like they always say like uh the 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 wwe stands on uh on twitter i love to say let it let it play out <laughs> and then and then uh whenever they say that they typically end up disappointed but um yeah i guess we'll i guess we'll see what happens i'm sure i'm sure there'll be some i'm sure there'll be a you know a, a, a nice wrestlemania moment at some point unless it's unless they start doing unless they do one of those things where they're like because you know how we kind of typically expect um chapters to end at wrestlemania or maybe begin but then sometimes they end up doing a thing at wrestle they use wrestlemania to kick the can down the road so that they can do a a rematch at backlash or whatever you know Mm -hmm. um which is kind of it contradicts uh a lot of yeah i I think on you know a lot of a lot of uh, wwe hardcore wwe fans on twitter like to say that like you know they're like with Sami Zayn, for example they're like why would he why would he lose why would he win the title in a random B pay-per-view when he could win it at WrestleMania? But then when something like that doesn't happen at WrestleMania, then they say, Well, that's because they need to set something up for Backlash, which is a B pay-per-view. <laughs> so I don't know, you know. Just yeah. uh yeah, just some um, you know, contradictory incons you know, some inconsistencies there with uh with fantasy booking, I guess. Well, I've been I've been really pro WWE for the last little bit because I thought they were making some really strong decisions when it comes to their booking. But the last two or three weeks, I'm not a fan. Like yeah. I, I have really I'm shocked by the way this WrestleMania card is coming together. Like Cody Roman, I get it. Like mm. in fact, that I know a lot of people argue that Sammy should be in that thing. That's actually the one match where I'm like, it's okay that he's not. Like I like mm. Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. I think that makes sense. It's logical. You've got Cody finishing his story there. You've got Roman potentially losing to the guy that you want to take over that role. And he's hot and all these other things. But like Brock Lesnar, here's a takeaway from Raw for me, two of them. Brock Lesnar confirms his match with Omos at WrestleMania. What? Like, I don't understand that one at all. Mm. There are so many other opponents 
that you can have wrestle Brock Lesnar that why would you do this? Like, mm-hmm. and and if the rumors are true that Triple H is trying to keep the card down and the roster size for WrestleMania lower, what is Omos doing on it? Like, that doesn't right. make any sense to me at all. Bobby right. Lashley, Bray Wyatt makes even less sense to me. I have no idea why Bray Wyatt would call out Bobby Lashley. I have no idea why he's doing the muscle man thing and he's acting like a bully, you know, poking fun at a guy who's huge and ripped and whatever. Doesn't make sense to me. Drew McIntyre and Gunther, I'm okay with that match, but I think there are better options for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like this card is coming together in a very weird way. And I I don't understand it. Like I just I'm looking at it and thinking to myself, all of these matches that are potentially going to be shaping themselves up, like John Cena potentially wrestling Austin Theory, I get that one. Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. Logan Paul, I get that one. These other ones, I don't get them. Like they just mm-hmm. don't make any sense to me why you would have these huge names on your roster mm-hmm. and then put Lesnar against Omos or Lashley against why it just doesn't make sense. Like, do you, do you look at those and go, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. It does seem like a lot of the decisions being made in this, in the build up seem um, counterintuitive almost. Uh, and I think we should be clear here. Like you said, you've been, you've been very, you've been a big fan of WWE the last few weeks. And I think it's, you know, you, you ha- you'd have to be, you know, there's there's definitely been uh, a, an improvement uh, in in booking overall since Triple H uh, took over creative, right? I think there's that's I think it's pretty obvious. Look, you need you need look no further than the the, the way the mid card titles have been booked since he took over uh, to to see that. Um, but that that alone doesn't mean that they are immune from criticism. And I think you know as as fondly remembered as triple h is the glory days of 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 the black and gold nxt were um there were a lot of like very weird and and very um dodgy booking decisions during that time and especially on the undercard there was some things that uh there were some very weird storylines that you know um if it hadn't have been for that hardcore nxt fan base you know might not have have gotten over with with a mainstream wwe audience um but yeah, that you know, there's still there's still some growing pains, and I think that's been evident here. You know, I mean, fair play to Triple H; he kind of got thrown in at the deep end because it wasn't he 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 took over creative and then had to start essentially booking WrestleMania season. Uh, and we should also be clear as well when we say you know, neither of us, just because I'm more critical of WWE than you are, Jim. This is for listeners. I'm not anti WWE. I want WWE to succeed. I want WWE to do well. I'm a, I'm a pro wrestling fan first and foremost. I want all wrestling to be good. The more wrestling that's good, the more good wrestling that I can watch, right? There's mm-hmm. no vendetta here. I'm not rooting for WWE to fail. Um some of the people so, so many of the people on that roster I've, you know, there's there's so many people on the WWE roster that I've watched wrestle in uh Amish flea markets in front of 50 people, right? Mm-hmm. I I want all of these people to do well. Um but that doesn't mean that uh they're immune from criticism and if something stinks uh we're gonna we're gonna say that it stinks and there's a lot of stuff stinking right now mm-hmm. uh, and it, you know and it's the same over on it's the same over on uh on on you know on on the warner discovery show uh, which we'll get to later yeah i was just gonna say i feel the exact same way about AEW. like i mm-hmm. i probably if people are commenting on the things that i say on this show it's that oh man he doesn't seem to like AEW very much which isn't true at all mm. i really do want AEW to do quite well and when they mm-hmm. first started out i was like 
super excited by the show and mm-hmm. really was into it. I would love it if every night that I watched wrestling was Wednesday, Monday, Friday, they were all entertaining. I just happen to find right now that AEW is not doing a very successful job of it. WWE has been doing better, but mm-hmm. on the same turn, when WWE makes matches don't make sense to me and you have opportunities to do something way more logical that they don't do it. It, I just, mm. it doesn't seem, you know, it seems silly to me, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I it just, it's kind of interesting. I don't know how the rest of this card is going to shape up. There's still a lot to go here. Uh, like another one example on Monday night, Bianca Belair standing face to face with Oscar after Oscar wins against Carmella. And then they keep Carmella in the program. Right. Like she attacks, you know, Oscar and Belair after the match with a shove, like she's still somehow in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Why? Like what, what's the plan here? Are you just building for something for next week? Yeah. There's 33 days to go, mm-hmm. but you're not going to put her in that match. Are you? And if you are, well, why? Well, yeah, that I, I would, I, well, and then also they, then I can't remember if it was before or after, but they also kind of teased a, a, you know, Chelsea green Carmella, um team up and so i don't know maybe now, now that just i just thought of this just now perhaps they'll do some sort of you know that we were talking about the tag the women's tag title situation for wrestlemania that could end up being one of those matches where they try to cram as many people onto the card as they can so we could end up getting a you know a an, an eight woman four team uh tag championship match you know with like damage control uh, Lita and Becky Lynch and and Chelsea and Carmella and 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 you know Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler or someone like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I don't understand why it's so difficult for WWE to make a decent women's tag division. Like they have the roster, and they yeah. have people that aren't doing anything. Right. It's very easy to put two people together, make them look somewhat similar, make them behave in a similar way, give them a name, and away you go. Instead of just going, hey, well, let's pop, you know, Tegan Knox with Natalia and we'll call it a tag team. It's like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like that's, that's not, that's not very long-term um, planning in terms of trying to build a division that works. So it's yeah. not a shocker when you have Lita and Becky Lynch win the titles because you have no other option. Like, it's, yeah, you just haven't built anything they out also, of the division. Yeah. They also don't need to have two. I mean, the, the company has two women's tag titles, right? There's the NXT one and the regular one. Why not just have one and just have them be defended across all brands yeah. and have, yeah, that's what, and that they, they kind of made it. Remember when, when, when Bailey and Sasha won them and then they, they showed up in NXT and yeah. we were all like, Oh cool. They're going to defend this, this, this title is going to be defended across all brands. And then suddenly they, for whatever reason, created a, a women's NXT tag team championship. And it's like, you don't even have enough, teams in women tag teams in the company for one title let alone two so yeah they definitely need to pull their finger out regarding that that division well and the other issue with nxt too is that the people that are there aren't sticking around like if they're doing their job and they're good and the plan is to move them to the main roster at some point there is a shelf life to anybody's championship reign on that brand yeah like you get to a point where you're like well what do we do now because we want to move him up but he's got the title or we want to move them up but they both got the tag belts like yeah it doesn't make any like it just seems silly to have all those people that you're trying to get off of the brand because they're that good um but then you've got them holding titles that nobody really cares about yeah and yeah what you were saying just then about the nxt situation where you know all all, every uh rain has you know a shelf life because at some point they're going to get called up it's actually really interesting if you look at the nxt titles and you look at the the lineage of those 
almost every rain, almost every person is is just one rain, you know, mm-hmm. because there's a few, you know, there's a few exceptions, you know, like Samoa Joe held it, held the NXT title a few times or whatever. But yeah, if there is, it's almost every title is like one one rain per wrestler, and then they get called up so they don't get another shot, you know, kind of kind of fun. Yeah, there was a time I think it was like only Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano kind of traded it back and forth and stayed there. Everybody mm-hmm. else either won it and then lost it and moved up. And then the person who won it then lost it and moved up. And then mm. it was just like, yeah, back. It was it was an interesting time. Still is. But it's just such a developmental brand now uh, with people who might be there a little longer than normal because they're bringing them in with absolutely no experience whatsoever. But um, yeah, it is interesting times. Let's switch gears a little bit. Talk about AEW. We brought them up. Uh, the shows are interesting. Uh, we, that might be a key word of the day here. Let's talk a little bit about what you're you're liking with the product, but also some of the rumors that are floating around out there. Uh, the biggest one being that Kenny Omega is apparently open-minded to the idea of jumping to WWE. Now, his contract that he signed in AEW, which was, I think, a four-year deal when he first signed it, was supposed to expire at the end of whatever that was, January or February, but mm. he was out injured for a while. So the reports are that they've extended that contract till at least the end of November of 2023, and then we'll see that apparently people in AEW know that he's open-minded to going to WWE. It's not a given by any means. He could stick around in AEW, but that he's going to certainly consider his options before he re-ups in AEW again. So that would, one, be a very big loss. We don't know how accurate this report is if he's really considering going. Uh, We don't know if the Young Bucks would probably go with him if their contracts end around the same time. But what do you make of all of this talk Mm. that Kenny Omega uh, could be somebody who is WWE bound by the end of 2023? I mean, so pre-Cody jumping ship, I would have, you know, wrote this off as complete uh, nonsense, probably. Mm. Um, I think... I still, I'm still not sure that there's much to it. Like, I believe that his contract is probably winding down. And of course, if you're a big name in AEW and your contract's winding down, uh, people are always going to discuss the, the, you know, the jumping ship situation. Um, I'd be surprised if Tony Khan was was willing to let him go. Um, especially, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure he does. I'm, I'm not saying that he regrets letting Cody go, but. Um, by you know letting Cody go, he did hand WWE like a big, you know, um, a big draw basically. Um, Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers of all time, uh, hands down. If you don't agree, then I don't know. I think maybe you're not paying attention <laughs> or something because even if you don't like his character or you don't like his mannerisms uh his in his ring work is just stellar and and has been for for 10 for you know for many years now um so there's of course and he and on top of that he is like he's charismatic he's likable he's affable he's he's uh got a, a loyal dedicated fan base he speaks fluent japanese blah 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 so of course WWE are going to be interested in him if he was a free agent they would of course put the feelers out and attempt to sign him um anyone who thinks otherwise i think is delusional uh whether he wants to go or not i and again i think that you know he isn't he hasn't got that many years left in him um he's his like like i mentioned his his in-ring work that his the style that he works he is carrying a lot of a lot of injuries um and you know i don't think kenny omega is going to be wrestling in his 50s although you never know it could happen um 
But yeah, so the clock is ticking for him, and I am sure that he wants to end his career with a WWE run under his belt. So I would ex- I expect that at some point in time we will see Kenny Omega in a WWE ring, and it will be a cool moment. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't think it will happen in the next couple of years. But if it did, that would be fun. But then, yeah, well, I don't know where that leaves. I mean, let's be real. I mean, he's not... He's in a trios in a trio situation at the moment, so it's not like he's at the top of the card and you know I, I, I that doesn't mean he's not an asset, but you know if he were if you know if he were gonna leave this would be this would probably be the best time <laughs> for mm-hmm. for him and AEW. Uh, although I'm sure he, he's happy with with where he is right now and you know he's got a, a match coming up at, at revolution the the trios tag team championship match with I get with uh, uh, House of Black, which should be good um but yeah i guess i guess we'll wait and see i i, I don't know how do you feel about it you, you can you see him and can you see kenny omega in a wwe ring this time next year or what yeah actually i can now mm. part of that depends on two factors for me one how badly does he want to perform at wrestlemania like i don't mm. i don't know what's in the back of his head like if it's on his bucket list of things to do or if he's the type of person he's like dude if i don't ever do this that's totally okay with me like i don't know where kenny omega sits on that so if he's you know, absolutely sold at some point that he wants to perform at WrestleMania or have a WWE run, then I believe he's going to need to do that sooner than later, just because of his injuries, because of his age. And that you, like you mentioned, some of his style, the way that he wrestles, I think if you're going to do that run, you should do it now and then maybe go back to AEW if you want to. But uh, I don't know that you want to wait. Like I wouldn't necessarily, if that's something that is a priority for him, signing an AEW another two or three year deal and then hoping at some point you get to jump to WWE that has like sting written all over it for me right where right, you, yeah. you go to you finally go to WWE and it's just a mess it's not good it doesn't live up to any of the hype or the expectation he's past the point where he's really that useful like yeah he'll draw in a match but the match ain't great you know like it's just not it that's it screams a sting situation to me if he mm. waits too long mm-hmm. um so that that's a huge factor for me. The other one is how much does he care that he's in a prime spot in AEW? Because we've heard both, you know, he'd like to be higher in the card, but at the same time, he also really wants to push this trios thing. And the trios thing is really a sort of a baby of his, kind of like the women's division, right? Like he is firmly behind making it a success. The problem with both the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and some of the other people in AEW right now is that AEW seems to have forgotten about a lot of them. Mm. Like they haven't really pushed the guys that have gotten them to the point where they, you know, where everybody's like really wanted AEW to succeed. A lot of those people have taken a back seat, including I think Kenny Omega. So if Kenny Omega is really thinks, you know what, I could be better utilized than what I'm doing right now in AEW. Mm. And like you said, you know, maybe WWE, this is that time. This is mm-hmm. the, like, look, I've got an opportunity here. Like, would it shock me if he signs like a one-year deal with mm-hmm. WWE so he could do a WrestleMania and then decide what he wants to do? Not at all. Like, mm-hmm. that at least gives him the opportunity to do that, to build towards a major match, to be a draw, to see where it leaves him, to see if he creates a real bidding war for him to either stay in WWE or come back to AEW. I totally could see that. But again, I have no idea what Kenny Omega is thinking and what his priorities are. So mm. if WrestleMania is a big thing on his bucket list, yeah, I could absolutely see him going. And if uh, it isn't, then and AEW doesn't want him to leave and they offer him a boatload of money and back up the, the Brinks truck. He'll right. Stay. 
Yeah. And I think it probably like like as I, I and even earlier when I said, you know, if you don't think that WWE would be interested in Kenny Omega, you're delusional. Conversely, I also think that if you don't think that Kenny Omega has wrestling at WrestleMania on his bucket list, I think you're probably delusional. I think because I, I, you know, I think all I think all wrestlers have that right. I, uh, whatever you think of WWE, whatever you think of the way the company's run, um, it's a historic professional wrestling institution, and WrestleMania is, you know, the granddaddy of them all. And I think that it's, you know, it's the Super Bowl for for wrestlers. So um, I believe that that is on his bucket list, and I think he does want to tick that off at some point. Um, when that happens, I guess we'll wait and see. And I do want to point out as well, I do think, I, I I do have a theory that he's probably doing this trio situation because I don't think he's quite quite uh, at full fitness yet and he probably yeah, isn't ready to do, a, to do a full-blown like 20-minute one-on-one match on a random dynamite. So yeah, I think this is probably a pretty good spot for him at the moment because, you know, he, he's, he only has to work in these trios matches. He only has to be in the ring for five minutes at a time or whatever, you know. So um, yeah, definitely worth pointing that out. What do you think's going on in general with AEW? Like, what's your perception of the that brand right now? Like, we've mm. got a lot of interesting decisions coming up here. You know, MJF and Brian Danielson. Like, how does this one end? Mm. Uh, do you give the title to Danielson? Do you keep it on MJF? You've got mm-hmm. an interesting tag team title change that just happened recently. That when we talked on the last show, we were kind of like that was a little surprising mm-hmm. uh, the way that they did that. Uh, you've got a lot of what looks to be copying ideas from former promotions and brands mm. and mm. pushing people and forgetting. Like, what do you where do you sit on what AEW is, is doing right now? And all the while in the background, Tony Khan is like freaking out because he believes WWE is tampering and right. allegations of them trying to screw them over and put them mm. away and all of these things that Tony Khan is doing mm. while he's out on social media acting like a child and calling mm. out Ariel Hawani and all these other things. Like what's going on with AEW right now? So the, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, but I think the long, you know, I think I could see the merit in, in only having uh, what four or five pay-per-views a year. Is it four a year they have? Yeah. I can see the merit in that, right? Because it makes each pay-per-view feel more special than if you have 12 or 13 a year. That being said, that makes the builds between pay-per-views longer and harder. And the, you know, the as I'm looking up as I'm looking at the revolution card, it looks decent. It looks like a good card, uh, and I think that there will be a couple of bangers on there for for posit- for sure. There will be a few bangers on there, right? But the last few dynamites have been pretty rough, um, and haven't looking at the card. I'm like, yeah, this looks good, but none of this, none of the none of the the build to none of these feuds have been particularly good. Um, you know, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. That that. What are we doing? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. And then we've also, you know, the, like for, you know, the triple threat women's match, Jamie hates Soraya and Ruby Soho. Like I, I love Soraya. Um, I've got like a soft spot in my heart for her, obviously for, for a long time. I, I, I watched her wrestle in, in front of, you know, 10 people in, in bingo halls in, in England when, you know, when she was 17. Uh, so I've, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm attached to her as, as a, as a performer, but whatever they're doing with her at the moment just isn't working um i yeah so this the, i'm not i'm not super stoked for this match the the Jamie Hayter Soraya Ruby Soho match uh i do think that the MJF Danielson match i mean it's a 60 minute iron man match like it's those are always very risky um 
I I hope it's good. I want it to be good. MJF's reign has been very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happened, but as soon as that title went on him, he kind of uh, the bloom came off the rose pretty quickly. Um, and honestly, if I was booking this, I would have Danielson go over because I think Ryan Danielson is a megastar, a pro wrestling megastar, and has been for years. And he's a former WWE champion. And uh, maybe they don't want another ex WWE guy to be carrying the company but i mean who else you know i i i think mjf it might have been and maybe it probably was a little bit too soon and i can see why they did it because of the you know he he did make himself extremely relevant um in a way that was you know quite enjoyable to 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 witness but um yeah i've just not been a fan of this of this reign so far i don't know how you feel well, they flip-flopped him a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's the typical MJF, really heated heel. His promos are vicious and whatever. And then he's, like, playing sort of the role of getting the crowd to get behind him. And it, when you do that with, you know, your top person and you're trying to build a massive rivalry with somebody mm-hmm. to sell an Iron Man match like this, you can't be flip-flopping on this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the last few weeks, he's been the steady heel, you know, really pulling out the old, you know, MJF-isms, if that's a thing. But, like... They didn't for the longest time before that. And so you're like, well, what is he? Is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Is he like, and and that's, I think one of the biggest problems for me is that you're just kind of like, you got to decide what this guy is. And it seems like they have lately, but when he first won it, it was kind of like everybody wanted him to win it. So he was sort of the baby face. It was, it was kind of a weird, you know, way to get to where they're at right now. And I don't know. I think they've done this a few times. They did it with hangman page and they've done it with others where you're just like, man, they really could have made something big out of this the moment that person won the title, and then they just didn't. And so mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. where you go with it, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm finding AEW tricky to follow. Yeah, and you know, I'm confident that they'll be able to get thing, you know, get their affairs in order again, just for whatever reason. I, you know, this it's impossible. No wrestling company is ever going to be firing on all cylinders constantly, right? That would be crazy. And you know, I never expected a w to just be to just be consistently brilliant week in week out so i think they're just going for a little rough patch right now in terms of booking um i'm confident that they can rectify that like i say i do i don't want i do think tony khan might be spreading himself a bit too thin mm-hmm. um and maybe they you know maybe there is something in having uh more i mean i know, I know there is a, a creative team i know he isn't um doing every, like making every single decision by himself but um yeah i don't know not saying they need a a writing you know a a writer's room or anything but i think that a little bit of input from from some more creative minds especially for some of these mid and lower card feuds would be would be smart yeah i don't often agree with things that rick flair says but at the same time he said maybe he needs to take take a step back and let somebody else look at it i wonder if that's true Mm -hmm. well we're out of time uh we're not going to have a chance to get into any more topics but norman thank you very much we're going to see how this build towards wrestlemania goes what happens in AEW here on dynamite this week uh for everybody else thanks i appreciate you listening uh, to the sportster show by the sportster and we will talk to you on the next one thanks man Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.